Awesome. Hey, we're going to have a great night tonight. Amen. How many of you love the Lord tonight? We serve an awesome God. Amen. Let's just talk about God for a minute. You know, we were, we were singing a song just saying about, about all creation, God of all generations. And we we're singing another song. Um, oh, the words just escaped out of my brain right now. Um, about all majesty and all, all powerful and, and God, he reigns. And I said, sometimes it's like, it's like what we're singing and it's like sometimes there's a, there's a disconnection there, I believe. And, and let's just talk about God for a minute. Sometimes I think we lose track of or, or, or lose something of, of who God is. I mean, who God really is. And so, you know, so often we try, and I believe so many people, we, we, we try and put God in a box. And we try and bring God down to our level. I'll tell you about, I've just been reading this, um, uh, some books on, uh, on creation and, and um, different things. They, they're talking about... Uh, um, evolution and uh, theistic evolution and uh, you know, all these things about uh, about creation, how the earth was formed and when it was formed and, and what took place. And it's like all the evidence, it's, it's absolutely incredible the detail in which God has done, gone to to put everything we have into being. And it's like even... Um, uh, like, it doesn't matter what, how you look at it, even evolution, it takes, they, evolutionists are also coming back to the fact that there is no way something could be created from nothing. Something had to be created from something. Some, someone or something had to create something in order for life to exist. I want to tell you about God for a minute. I mean, God is all-powerful. You know, we talk about our God as, our, as a source of wisdom. No, he, he is all wisdom. We, we talk about God as a source of strength. No, he, he, he is all strength. God doesn't get confined. He's not confined to, um, to the boxes that we try and put. If you try and put God in a box, He will break out. He will break out. He's not... Uh, He's our closest friend, but he's not, he doesn't get down with our dogs, if you know what I mean. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is God Almighty. There is, he doesn't need wisdom. Like I said, he is all wisdom. He doesn't need, because he is all of that. Our God is a mighty God. They're talking about the, I was reading about the Big Bang and all this sort of stuff. uh, Even the Big Bang theorists have all come back. The Big Bang had to come from something. (laughs) <laughs> They've actually calculated if the Big Bang was to happen like, a big, like it was, that actually if it was just a fraction bigger, or a frac- everything else would have spiraled out of control. If it was a fraction smaller, nothing would have happened. But God, I mean, think about God. Holds the, the Bible talks about he, he spans the universe with his hand. He holds the hollows of the water, the, 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 the waters of the earth in the hollow of his hand. By his spoken word, everything we see, everything we can imagine was created by God. Just by his spoken word. I tell you, man, we serve an awesome God. An absolutely mighty God. Friends, I want to encourage you, do not ever, don't even let uh, God, don't even try and put God in a box. 
Because as soon as you start to put him in a box, start to put limitations on him, try and bring, bring him down to, to, to where we're comfortable with, friend, you'll be sure he'll want to break out of that. And when he does, <laughs> hey, it's all fun and games for you, brother. Don't put God in a box. Do not limit God in a box. Do you not think that the same God who, who, who created the heavens and the earth, you look up to the stars, you, you look at the stars, and you, 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 they're, beyond, they're beyond comprehension. It's like just the numbers of them, all spoken into being like that. You look at the sun as it shines during the daytime. The amount of energy in the life, just created by God, let there there be, and there was. The same God that we, that created the heavens and the earth, the same God that gives you and I the very breath that we breathe today. The same God, He is the same as He was back then, He is the same right now. His presence is in this place. If He just by a spoken word, all creation can just pop into being like that. Bang, there it is. Let there be, and there is. If he can do that, friend, it doesn't matter what your circumstance is like. It doesn't matter what the state of our nation is like. It doesn't matter what sickness you're struggling with. It doesn't matter what addiction you are struggling with in your life. It is only a, a moment. God can take it away in a moment just like that. We serve a mighty God. Amen. We serve a, a powerful God. He is the source of all power. There is none that can compare to him. Nations will rise up and, and try and compare this. I am God, but nothing compares to God. God says, to me, there is no equal. There is no one else beside me. And this is the God, friends, you and I serve. It is his presence that is in this place right now. Friend, it doesn't matter, like I said, if you're struggling or whatever. Friends, you just got to get your eyes off your circumstance. God, He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. Doesn't matter what's going on in Iraq. Doesn't matter what's happening politically around the world. It does not matter. God, He reigns. It does not matter what sicknesses. It doesn't matter what plagues the, the scientists are threatening. They're going to cover the earth. It doesn't matter. God, He reigns. It doesn't matter who tries to exalt themselves. God, He reigns. Do you know him tonight? <laughs> Do you know him? Friend, if you didn't know Jesus Christ, if you, there was only one way to God, that is through Jesus Christ. Friend, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you haven't got a relationship with a living God, friend, you could walk out of this place knowing him tonight. Why don't you just close your eyes right now? Holy Ghost, Lord, let your presence, Father, start to fill this place right now. God Almighty, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let the heavens open in this place. Lord, as you have said it in heaven, Lord, as you've ordained it in heaven, Lord, let it be done in this place right now. Holy Spirit, let your presence start to calm and touch, start to touch people right now, in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, open up our eyes. Lord, open up the eyes of our understanding. Lord, let us open up our hearts, Father. Open up our hearts that we would get an idea, just some comprehension of what you are, who you are really like, who you are really. Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this place right now. Holy Spirit is over this meeting, Lord, that you would start to touch different lives. You'd start to touch people's hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.
You're a little bit quiet tonight. What's going on? You're hot or? Sorry? You feel like sleeping? Ah, there we go. Friend, I've got a, I've got a message tonight that will... Uh, man, I, I, I just love this message. I, I love reading the story. I, I just get inspired every time I read it. And um, I can see, friend, it's like you could... We could just go through this message tonight and, and you'll all just be the same and walk on out. Friends, the Bible talks about blessed are those that are hungry and thirsty, for they shall be filled. Is anyone here hungry tonight? You're hungry tonight. Are you hungry tonight? Hey. Well. Okay. You all got your Bibles? If you haven't got a Bible, it should come up here later on. It's going to be good. Just need to get the juices back in. (laughs) Open up your Bibles. You can open up anywhere. It's all good. It's all inspired by God. It has the power anywhere to change your life. Jeremiah, wherever. You got Isaiah. You got Jonah. Somebody else got something else? How about we try uh, Acts? Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Give me a yell when you got it. You got that already? Really? Phenomenal. Acts chapter 16. Pastor Mike can't be here tonight. He, uh, he wishes he was, but his, uh, his brother had a heart attack and uh, he's gone down to seven Wellington. Not a major one, but a heart attack nevertheless. No one likes heart attacks. And um, so, yeah. So he'll be back next week. In fact, he'll be back tomorrow, which is next week. Whatever. Anyway, starting to babble a little bit here. Matthew, Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer. Somebody say, as we went to prayer. How many people tonight you pray? Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to tell you tonight, it says, this happened, this particular event happened as we went to prayer. Now it happened as we went to prayer. Friend, I want to tell you something tonight. Things happen when you pray. I'll tell you, man, things happen when you pray. You know, I've... Uh, you know, I pray and I, I make it a regular, a regular time to spend time with God and, and to pray. But and so we, there's something about that, the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man. The Bible talks about the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Friend, if we're wanting uh, things to happen, if you want things to happen in your life, if you want things to change in your life, if you want miracles to happen, friend, it's not going to happen without prayer. <laughs> We've got to pray. Now it happened as we went to prayer. Let's get into it. As we went to prayer, uh, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Now this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. 
And she did this for many days. But Paul got greatly ticked and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of here. And he came out of her that very hour. How many times, you know, when you go to pray, it's like eh, things get in your way. <laughs> How many find it's, uh, it, when, when you go to pray, there's often things will distract you, like sleep, for example, <laughs> or, or, or food. How many people you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you've got a regular prayer life, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, there, when, you are, when the, the Bible talks about the, the fervent prayer of a, of a righteous man avails much, friend, when you stand up as a man or woman of God and start to pray, you start to encounter the presence of God, when you start to, um, start to, start to uh, smash open the gates of, uh, of heaven and, and, and bring the heaven down to earth, I tell you, when you start to do that, when you start to access and start to carry the presence of God, I, I, you, will oppose, you will face opposition. I mean, we could get up every morning and say our Hail Marys or, or whatever, and it won't have nothing. No effect. But when you start to stand up and, and, and start to pray with faith, start to, and start to see the hand of God move, you will face opposition. Because the devil doesn't like it when the people of God start to stand up and start to bring a manifestation of the kingdom into this earth. When you start to stand up and pray for your school, when you start to stand up and pray for the church, when you start to stand up and pray for the community, often there, become, there comes distractions. Because the devil will try and he'll, 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 he wants to throw you off track. If he can uh, pull you off track, he can, he can disturb the plans. He can well, attempt to disturb the plans and the purposes of God. So I don't know about you, but I find it really hard to get up in the morning. I get easily distracted. You know what I'm talking about? It's like I'm the type of guy that, will get, that, that does get easily distracted. And, uh, you know, like sleep, for example, and it's like, you know, you, you want to get up to the pray. You, you know, you, you know in your spirit that you want to get up and pray. You want to, you got to pray for this and pray for that. But it's like, it's just the body, just, man, you just don't want to do it. And I tell you, and as a, as a church, as you and I start to, start to stand up in, a, in the place and the, the position that God has ordained us to, you will face opposition, just like this, um, like this demon-possessed girl. What she... The, the words that were coming out of her mouth, they, they sounded good. They, they if, if, like if you read it, they talk about you know, these, these guys that are the sons of the Most High God. Uh, and all the words that came out of her mouth were saying, it sounded right, but actually it was demonically inspired. The whole purpose of it was to, to pull Paul and Silas and, and pull the disciples off course to try and distract their thinking and trying to get them to start to, to reason with, 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 with demon spirits. But Paul perceived that. See, all of the time we're, being influ- we're either A, being an influence, or B, being influenced. Friend, you've got to be careful who you're letting influence your life. And most of the time it's not in, a, in an obvious sense. Most of the influences, most of the negative influences upon, upon our life come in a subtle sense. They sound good. They, sometimes they can be pleasing to the ear or they can be pleasing to the eye. But actually, they can be demonic, demonically inspired. So friends, as, as Christians, as men and women of God, we cannot just walk through our life totally oblivious to what's going on around us. 
because they will influence your life. Some of the, the messages that come through TV and the media today, they, they sound good. Even in some churches, they sound good. Pleasing to the ear. But actually, I believe there's a lot of it is demonically inspired. Sounds good, but it will throw you off course. Friends, you've got you to gotta be careful. Young people, you've got to be careful what you let influence your life. So you don't just, uh, in, in, your, in your daily walk, when you, when you go to prayer, when you, just as you live your life with different influences, you've got to be aware. You've always got to be thinking about, or just be conscious of the influences that are coming upon your life. Even though it's so subtle, they can eventually, and they will eventually pull you right off course. Even, as, even in, uh, like in the church scene, you've got to be careful about what influences come around the church because they can pull us off course of the mandate that God has planned for us. So friends, you've got to be, so what influences are coming around your life right now? Very, very easy. Most of the time we, we copy it, or you can see it coming out in mannerisms. Like as a, as a musician, if, you, um, if you're watching, if, if you have a fra- favorite musician, if, if you look at the style that you play, quite often it reflects the style or, or, or the influence of your favorite musician, either, for, either a Christian or non-Christian. So you do get influence. The behaviors that we pick up, um, the way that we treat friends and the way that we carry on relationships, you'd be surprised at how much of it is actually picked up by what happens on TV. The way young people relate on Home and Away or Shortland Street or something like that. And it's like all of a sudden you, you get young people starting to think and start to talk like how they talk on TV. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all little things that will try and get a hold of your life and influence you away from, the God, from God's plan and God's purpose for your life. Young people, older people, what is it that's influencing your life today? What doors are you opening up? What gates are you opening up? And What are you listening to? What are you watching to? What is it that's got a hold of your heart? I mean, not the obvious things, the, the, the little things. And it's like, well, these are one of the things we've got to be careful about what we let influence our life. And, um, and here we go, this girl was, it was, it was affected by a demon spirit. She had a spirit of divination. She was involved in fortune telling and, and, uh, and, and bits and I don't know the woman, but those are all the sorts of things that she was involved in. And, um, and, uh, and what she said was, like, was pleasing to the air, but actually the, the cause of it was demonic. And Paul, during his walk, he, uh, he, he would hear her voice. He would hear what she was saying. But eventually he got sick of it, got annoyed about it, and actually stood up and did something about it. In our society today, we have different voices in the community. Sounding good, pleasing to the air, sound right, but actually they are demonically inspired. Do we just ignore it or do we stand up and and speak against it or, or deal with the issue. So anyway, Paul, he, he looks at this girl and he, I mean, he's compassionate on the girl, but he sees the demon spirit that's behind this thing. Friend, a lot of the things in our community today, there are demon spirits behind them, demon spirits driving them. Like I said, on the outside, they look good. On the outside, they look pleasing. But once you get in behind the scenes and have your wee look, there's something else behind there. And here's this woman, it's like she uh, somehow got on the wrong track and she got, 
had this demon spirit. So Paul, he's walking down the road. Eventually, he looks at this woman, looks past the woman and sees the demon spirit and says, evil spirit, come out. Anyway, the, the, the girl falls out and the, the demon comes out of the woman. But what was happening was, as you read through the story, that, 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 that she was actually being employed by other people. So if you look at the, one of the biggest industries in the world today, apart from the sex and alcohol industry, is, the, is fortune telling. You only have to look at the mag, some magazines and you see the amount of people are trying to find, you know, find this number here for $3.50 a minute, $3.10 a minute, and you're going to have your fortune told. It's a massive industry. People are looking. People are trying to find. Uh, uh, people are living because we live in such an uncertain world. People are trying to find certainty. People are trying to find uh, something. Trying to find meaning in their life. Trying to find a bit of uh, love inside of their life because it is void. So they're turning to all these different types of people. But actually, they're opening up their lives. They're paying money for demon spirits to come and have an influence in their life. But friend, I want to tell you, we've got something greater. We have got something greater. We have got access to the very presence of God, who is the beginning, who is the end, who is all-powerful, who has all wisdom. And when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have to pay $3.50 a minute to open up your life to some wicked, evil spirit to come in and that will take a hold of your life and start to destroy you. What's happening then, it still happens today. Maybe some of you here tonight, maybe you've been and, and visited them before. And uh, You need to get those things out of your life. If you're still reading horoscopes and stuff like that, you need to burn those bad boys. They will influence your life. They will throw you off. There's people here, young men and young women. I tell you, God has, got a pl- God has called you. I know for some of you young women, there's a young man, that got, there is a call of God upon your life. And the devil will try and pull that. He'll try and pull you off that. He'll try and put things in your path to try, hey, read this or read that or start to get information here or or, or feed off me here. But the Bible doesn't call us to live on bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Friends, you've got to find your future. You've got to find your destiny in God, not out of a magazine. You've got to learn how to relate through the Bible, not out of a stupid soap opera on TV. So many young people today, I mean, I don't know why I'm going on this, but, but it's like, I, I just sense an urgency in my spirit. It's like you've got to, just some of the influences that are coming around, especially young people. Young people especially because they've... I mean, God loves to work through all people, but I know with young people, I know there's different ones here and even older people that that God has wanted to do something powerful through your life. Like I said, the devil, I don't know, for some of you here tonight, maybe that is is God's plan and God's destiny that you pass the churches. Maybe some people here will one day go out and plant great churches in the nations. Who knows? See, God knows. And the devil want to try and pull that away from you. Don't let those things, if you're involved in some of that stuff, man, get it out of your life. And of course, the people that this woman were working for were highly ticked because all of, the, all of a sudden their source of income had just been dried up. Imagine if you owned one of those 
0900 psychic, 0900 future lines. And all of a sudden, that lady that you had, or that man that you had that was telling people's fortunes, telling people's future, and making you so many hundred Gs a year, all of a sudden, couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> You'd be ticked. So who was it that stuffed up my business? Who the heck was it? <laughs> and so they find out, it was Paul. So then when they get Paul and Silas, and they, it was that man there, he was the one that stuffed your business up. It's because of that man there. They're doing all these weird things that we're, they're not supposed to do and, and they've stuffed up the business. And it says here, so they, in verse 19, so when, when they saw their masters, when their masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace and to the authorities. In verse 20, they brought them, into the, brought them to the magistrates. And, sees the, and said, these men, these being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. <laughs> exceedingly trouble our city. I tell you, man, as Christians, there might be people here filled with the Holy Ghost, exceedingly troubling the city. <laughs> yeah. That's what God's called us to do. Eh? Be a blessing, but, but bring some trouble. <laughs> In a good sense, really. So they brought them to the magistrates. In verse 20, they brought them to the magistrates. Now, the magistrates were like the governors of the city. They were the ones that called the shots. They were the ones that called the tune of the day. They had both natural authority and they also had spiritual authority. But one of the big things that they did was they kept people in bondage. They were influencers. They influenced people's lives. They, they influenced, they kept people bound in religion. And like in a, just in a, as, a, as a natural, both in a, as a natural sense and, a, and as a spiritual sense, the same things happen today. We have, uh, there, are, there are governing powers in the spirit realm over, above our lives. And it's like there's, there's different people that, like in the natural, there's different people that call the tune of, I mean, for example, our city or our country. There's different people. That, the, the, one of the main reasons our country is the way it is, the reason it's nuclear free, is because somebody has governed it that way. The reason some things are in our nation, in our city, are because somebody has said it, that is the way to be. They have called the tunes of what's happening. The reason why some of our schools are they are today is because somebody has set a tune. Somebody has set a has said a man that this is how our schools will be. Now, they, that is both naturally inspired, but it's also spiritually inspired. And just as these magistrates called the tune of today, like I said, so often today, we also, there are, there are, there are influences in our community that, that set the tone. They, they, they influence how society is. They influence what goes on. The reason it's hard to get Christianity in schools is because there's a demonic power over the government that is influencing that way. The reason why so many churches are bound up and are not growing is because often there are, there, there are spirits operating, there are, there are religious spirits up keeping people in bondage, going to church but not actually encountering God, doing a, a a God thing, doing a, singing a few songs or saying some Hail Marys. I believe inside many of them genuinely want to know God, but it's like there's something, there's an influence around that keeps people in bondage. It's like a magistrate. 
And it's like these people here, they, were, they kept people in bondage. They, 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 they kept people bound up. Friends, there's different things in our society today that is keeping people in bondage. The magistrate, what are the, some of the, the, I mean, we all like to say, yeah, that, 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 that the church is, is, is the governance. And, and that is what God has ordained it to be. But at the moment in their community right now, there are some ungodly influences. I know different churches, different people caught up in religion, desperately hungry to know God, but bound up. Some of the other influences, like you look at, you look at uh, the spirit of this age that is coming around, uh, like the, the media and, and magazines and all different things, how they, how they come around, they influence our, uh, influence our people, both young and old. The kingdoms of this earth. Friends, one of the main kingdoms of this earth is Hollywood. <laughs> the music industry. They get in, they set tunes. And all of a sudden, because, because this is cool, because somebody's into this, then everyone else is into that. But if you look at it, so many people today, they're, they're in bondage. It's like you only, I was only reading the paper the other day and the, and the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the coroner, the local coroner, he was saying that Hawke's Bay, is, the suicide level is back up the highest in the nation again. There were influences in our society, getting around our younger people, getting around our older people, keeping them in bondage. They're setting a tune. For some of you here tonight, I believe that some of those influences may be even around your life. Yes, you're in here, you're in church, but you're, and you're passionate about God, but, but you're allowed your life to get influenced. Drugs. That's another major influence in our society today. It's, once it gets a hold of people's lives, they're caught in, a, in like, a, like a spiral that they cannot get out of. It governs their life. It sets the tune of their life. Once the drugs get a hold, once you, but it's just starting with a toke of marijuana and then it just leads on to something else. Before you know it, you're hooked. And it rules your life. And here we've got a, a, a time where these, where these magistrates, they were at this level here, and, and they, were, they were setting the tune of the city. And all of a sudden there was a man, was a man filled with the Holy Ghost, started to move in the power of God and started to upset the way things were governed. But friend, I want to tell you tonight, even as we sit here, there are some people in this room here tonight that I know that God is moving on your heart, that God, you're hungering after God, you're spending time in prayer, you're getting the presence of God around you. And I believe that God is raising people up here that will shake and start to, start to push against the power, start to push against those governing magistrates that are holding our nation in bondage, that are holding our schools in bondage. So Paulie, he starts to stand up and starts to have a, have a crack at one of those people that have been under the bondage. And, uh, and of course, it upsets people. Friend, when you stand up for what is right, when you start to move in the power of God, people will get upset. Because what happens, it's, it's one kingdom comes and invades another kingdom. It's the kingdom of God manifesting and pushing back against the powers of darkness. There will be a reaction. So friends, as Christians, we don't want to just run good holiday programs after school. We don't want to just 
run fun programs in school. We want to get it and actually get in and change the, change the tone. Change the tone of young people. Oh, we just don't want a hundred young people coming here on Friday nights. Man, we want to change the youth culture of Hawke's Bay. We want to remove the magistrates. We want to remove those principalities and start to bring God into his rightful place, into this community. That's what we want. God's going to want us to do it through you. And so anyway, the, the multitudes... Uh, they brought them before the magistrates and these. And blah, 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 blah. In verse 22, the multitudes rose up together against them. The magistrates tore off their clothes. Now, the magistrates didn't tear off their clothes, they tore off their clothes. I was just reading that and I thought, hey. <laughs> magistrate tore off their clothes and then commanded them to be beaten with rods. Now, friends, when you start to stand up for the, when you start to stand up for the cause of Christ, when you start to push back on principalities, not just running good leadership courses or anything like that, when you actually start to move and start to break the demonic bondages off people's lives, when you actually start to to challenge the powers that rule, they're not going to be nice. <laughs> they won't be nice. It says that they tore their clothes off. <laughs> yeah. They don't belong to, yeah, not, not belonging to a strip club either. They tore their clothes off and, and, and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Friends, the thing is, it's like different ones here. It's like as I talk about, you know, for me, I've got a passion. I've got, a, I've got my heart's desires to see the, the youth culture of Hawke's Bay change. I want to see young people change. I want to see a manifestation of the kingdom of God in this place. That's what I want to see. All the other things that are great, like the... the the games, the this, the that, and the other thing. But what I really want to see, what we want to see is to God to come and start to set people free, start to set the drug addicts free, start to set the people free that are caught up in witchcraft, start to set the people free that are, that are in depression. Free. When you start to do that, there will be an opposition. Friends, that is why the Bible says, that's why we've got to, the Bible says we're going to take up our cross and follow him. Just as uh, Paul and Silas were, 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 were um, stripped, so Jesus Christ hung on the cross, humiliated. As Paul and Silas had their clothes taken off them, Jesus Christ, when you see a, a picture of him up on the cross, like a, like a statue that somebody put together, they show a little loincloth around there like that to keep him. The Bible says he was stripped naked. You and I, one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to allow the, the layers to come off our life. Allow God to get into the, the innermost vulnerable parts of our life. That's why you and I have got to die to self, to take up our cross. We all want a measure of greatness like the disciples were walking with Jesus and say, yeah, man, we want to be great with you. But Jesus said, see, you don't know what you ask. Are you willing to, to drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Are you willing to pay the price? The different ones hear you inside you. Yeah, God, I want to be used by you. Yeah, I want to move in this. I want to move in that. But the question Jesus is asking you is this. Are you willing to pay the price? Will you lay down your life? Will you take up your cross? Just as Jesus Christ was, was stripped naked and hung on the cross, he was also beaten with rods and whips. One of the things we've got to do, man, is as we stand up for Christ, these things will happen. But friends, that's why we've got to die to self. Our own agendas our own wishes, our own hopes. It's like, God, just no longer I that live, but Lord, let you, but you let lives in me. And I wonder for, for many of you today, how, many, how much of your own life are you still holding on to? 
I mean, it's like, you know, we see Pastor Mike and, and different ones in the church, how they go out and minister. And they go, yeah, I want to move like that. But what you don't see is the price that it cost. What you don't see is the price that it cost. The humiliation, the beating with rods. All you see is the moving in the power. You see, man, I see diamonds fall in the meeting. <laughs> I'd like to have that in my meetings. What you don't see is the price. What you don't see is the cost. That's why the continual message has got to be, no longer I that lives. Let, our, let us lay down our lives. Let us take up our cross. Not somebody, our cross. You've got to take up your cross. I've got to take up my one. Every day, laying it down before God. And uh, Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah 12, uh, verse 5, uh, Jeremiah was whinging to God. He, he's whining to God. He's actually challenging God about his decisions. <laughs> Say, God, are you sure you know what you're doing? You know how many times sometimes we get into positions, it's like, are, you, are we sure that God's in control? Are we sure we... This doesn't sound right. And it's like, can you imagine with, for Paul and Silas after they've had a, been stripped, stripped down and, and had a dang good toweling, they've been asking themselves, <laughs> are we in the right place? Are we doing the right thing? God, you know what you're doing here? And same thing with Jeremiah, he talks about God, I mean, I see the prosperous of the, of the wicked, but you look at what's going on around now, and, Je- and, and, and God says to him, he says, um, he goes, uh, if you've run with footmen how, and they've wearied you, how can you contend with horses? In the land of peace in which you have trusted, they wearied you, then how will you candle in the floodplains of Jordan? If you've run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? Friend, I don't know about you, but it's like, for me, I want to move. I want to see our region changed. I want to see our schools turned around. But in order to do that, man, I've got to first be able to, to do some simple things in life. I've got to learn to prevail over against some simple things. And it talks about, in a, so the multitude rose up and they tore off their clothes. When they had laid many stripes on them, they, they threw them into prison, complete, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. It says at midnight, everybody says at midnight. At midnight. <laughs> Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to him. Suddenly there was a the sound of a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. I want to tell you about this. At about midnight, you know, midnight is our darkest hour. What they did was they put Paul and Silas right into... The the, the jailer was so fearful of of his life, so fearful of of the turmoil that would happen, that he tried to contain the men of God, tried to contain the church. If you look at a government right now, they're trying to contain the church because they are afraid. Once the church starts to stand up, when the church, when the people of God start to unite and stand up in the power of God, their authority is is in very shaky ground. That's why you'll face opposition. So they they were such afraid of the influence that these people had. I want you to put them right in the deepest, darkest hole of the prison. Right in the pit. Lock them right up. Can you imagine that? Imagine being, after giving your life to serve God. Here you are. Your back's open. Your back's bleeding. You're sitting naked in the bottom of a dark prison. Your, your hands are locked up, your, your legs are hot locked up. 
You can't see anything. The thing's infested with rats. There's no toilets. What would you do? For some people, it's like they get down fast. It's like the world has come to an end just when they've had a hard week. How can you run with chariots and horsemen when you can't even keep up with the footmen? How can you, in a land of blessing and prosperity, how will you, you know, if you struggle here, how will you go when we get outside and into the flood plain and the plains of the Jordan? It's like, come into church, man, that's easy. Come in, we don't have to come to church and we have to put our cares at the doorway. And Man, that's, that's an easy thing to do. Man, how are we going to start to take dominion over the, like the Bible causes, it talks about, um, about putting all things underneath our feet. Being able to put sickness underneath our feet. Being able to put, friends, you and I were made to have dominion on this earth. But how do we take dominion over our circumstances? How do we take dominion on this earth? How do we take dominion over the principalities of, uh, over our city when we can't even take dominion over our own soul? And here we are, Paul and Silas, the, the whip, the locked up. What would you be doing? I know probably right now, well, I don't like pain. <laughs> How many here like pain? Oh, I hate this stuff. It scares me. But here's Paul and Silas, they're locked up in the jail. And it talks about in the darkest hour when, when it can't get any darker. And it's like when you look at our society today, it's like on, on the outside, we, look in, we live in such a beautiful place. But as I started to read the paper the other night and talked about how the, the level of suicide and the, and the different ones, the amount of people that struggle with depression, the fact that the, 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 uh, the amount of pay and the amount of drugs and alcohol that is sweeping across their young people and older people. On the outside, it's a beautiful place, but on the inside, man, it's pretty dark. The amount of young people that are caught up with witchcraft, that are playing with Uja boards and, and having nightmares and having things come and visit them in the night. Don't know which way to turn. It's pretty dark out there. But it says at midnight, at midnight is also the place where the sun starts to become round the other way. The Bible talks at midnight as they were, they were singing and they were, they were, they were praising and, 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 and singing hymns to God. Now, if you look at the word, when you look at the word uh, praying, that the, the meaning of the, of the word praying was, there was, was fervent, fervent prayer, passionate prayer, praying with conviction. Here they are at the darkest point in their life where the, uh, the governing magistrates had, had, had put them in a scenario, had tried to, to box them up and to try and defeat them, tried to break them and tried to hide them and put them away. Bible says they were praying. What were they praying? I don't know. I can imagine it would be something like this. I can imagine I'd be praying something like the Lord's Prayer. God, as it is in heaven, let it be done here on earth today. Father, forgive us of our sins. Father, forgive those that have trespassed against us. God, today we hold up those people that have beaten us. God, even though we're in prison, even though our backs are bleeding, even though we are bound up in the darkest, we're playing with the rats. God, today I pray for those people. I pray for the city that you would save it. 
that you would save it. God, those young people there that are blowing their minds away on drugs, God, that you would save them. God, you are a great God. God, you are an awesome God. God, there is nothing like you. There is none that is compared to you. You are God Almighty. Who is there in the heavens but you are God? Created the heavens and the earth by your outstretched hand. For some people, when you've had a hard day, it's hard to get a little... If you want to shake the heavens, if you want to be a man or a woman that can stand up and shift the powers of darkness of our city, you've got to learn to stand up in faith, even though yeah, the circumstances look bleak. See, it's a capacity of your soul. Can you still praise God when all around you seems defeat? Can you still walk in victory? Can you still tithe when, on the, when you're on the bank, edge of bankruptcy? When the bank balance is looking that big, can you still release blessing upon people? When inside you're, you're feeling all down about yourself and you're rejected, you've got hurts and you've got wounds and all that, but can you still inspire people? Can you still bring a message of hope? Can you still bring a message of faith? Can you see beyond your own circumstance and see the bigger picture of what God is trying to do, how that God is trying to grow you? For those of you that weren't here this morning's message, get that message from Pastor Mike. It was phenomenal. The story of Joseph being in prison. And God allowed him into prison and, and put him in a, in a scenario where he was locked up and he was looked bleak and, and looked forgotten about. But God was shaping his life. God was growing him. And just as Paul and Silas were in the prison, they could have just sat there and said, oh, damn, I'm not going to do this again. That's hopeless. I thought we were supposed to be walking in victory. God, I thought you were God Almighty. God, no, 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 son. They were in faith. When they talked about they were, they were singing hymns to God, it does, when, you, when, you word, when you look at the word hymn, it actually means to uh, uh, a fervent praise. So that both they were praying, they were praying to, they were praying to God, they were praying in faith, and they were singing with all their might. They were singing praises to God. In fact, they were singing so loudly that everyone else in the prison heard them. <laughs> so what else were those? Are they smoking drugs or something? I wonder what song they would have been singing. You know that song from Planet Shakers, "My God Is Big." No, 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 no. My God is big. My God is strong. My God is mighty. There is nothing my God cannot do. I had a little song that we used to sing when we were younger. Uh, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world, can, the world didn't give it, and the world's not going to take it away. Friend, when you have the power, when you have Jesus Christ in your life, there is a joy that is unspeakable that lives with inside of you. All you've got to do is to tap into it doesn't matter what is happening around you. When you ask Jesus into your life, that's where he goes into your life. He's in you right now. So it doesn't matter what circumstances is happening around you. It doesn't matter how life is treated. It doesn't matter about that. The Spirit of God is within you. The Spirit of God is within you. The Spirit of God is within you. They were singing praises to who? You look up the word God. It means Supreme Magistrate. Supreme Magistrate. So here we have magistrates at this, this level thought they were calling the tune of the day. They were operating at this level here, setting the tone. But 
Even though Paul and Silas were in a prison, even though these, these magistrates here, these governing authorities tried to put them in a little box and beat them up and to contain them, they had access to the supreme magistrate. The supreme magistrate, there is no one else like him. Friends, it doesn't matter what circumstance you are, you're in. When you start to connect to the Spirit of God within you, I tell you what, there is nothing that can stop you. And friend, as these guys started to pray, as these guys started to speak in faith, started to sing in faith, all that sort of stuff, I tell you what, God got so excited, He could just not contain Himself. I said, God does get excited, you know. When he, he looks down upon you and he sees you in your circumstance. He sees, he sees the dreams in your heart to see your school change. But he can see these influences coming around to try and knock you down and to hold you back and to, and, and to cut you and to bruise you and to break you. He sees all that. But he, and when he starts to see you not lose faith, when he starts to see you in the midst of that start to rise up and still give him praise, I'll tell you what, man, he gets excited. He gets to see the Bible responds to faith. God responds to faith. Not just good wishes. He responds to faith. And faith is not quiet. Faith is not silent. Faith is not passive. Faith is action. So here these guys, they were, they were working out what they believed. Then the Bible talks about how there was a great earthquake. The, the very foundations of the place began to shake. And friends, when, when you and I, as, as, as men and women in the communities, we start to stand up and start to move in faith, when we see the spirit of faith start to rise up, when we start to push aside those, those little things that get around our life, when we start to die to self and take up the cross, God's spirit can start to move powerfully through your life. The Bible talks how the, all of a sudden there was like a, a mighty earthquake. The place began to shake. Can you imagine that place? The whole thing started to shake. All the prisoners are wondering, what's going on in this place? Let's have a quick look at what it says next. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately, how many of the doors were opened? How many? How many? Immediately, all the doors were opened. And how many chains were loosed? Everyone's. Friend, what you have there is an anointing that has just gone from one person getting set free to suddenly all the doors are opened, all the chains are loose, everybody is set free. Friends, I tell you, I'm not satisfied just to see one or two people come to church and get delivered on the ground. I want to see all chains loosed. I want to see all doors open in the community. Where principalities have shut the doors to schools, I want to see that those doors will open. The doors to the school will open. The doors to the government will open. Where people have been bound up, chains will be loosed. Friends, I tell you, man, God is bringing us from one level of anointing up to another level of anointing, a level of power that the church has not seen before. But it will only come if you... Lay down your life, take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. It will only come when you start to move in faith. Amen? How many people want to see some doors opened up in the community? Amen? How many people here want to see some 
some change shaken off. Amen. Awesome. Why don't we just um, stand to the Lord and stand up right now? Amen. We're going to just go into that, that tune um, He Reigns. What I'm going to do is we're just going to start to sing this song and um, I want us to start to, I mean, if you're in a place of bondage, if you're in a, in a place where you're a little bit down or something like that, I just want you, it doesn't matter what your life circumstances right now. When you get your eyes off your circumstance, you know, in the world, in the community today, there's all these different things happening. But God, He reigns. But God, He reigns. God, He reigns. Doesn't matter what the suicide level is like right now, God, He reigns. Doesn't matter what the drug condition is right now, God, He reigns. I don't know about you, but we want to see all the doors open. We want to see doors into schools. We want to see people's chains loose. Come on, why don't you give Jesus a shout of praise? But He reigns. tonight in their 70s, 80s, 90s trying to get a prostitute because no one else will love them. We need chains loose in our city tonight. God, He reigns. God, He reigns. God, we hold up our city towards You tonight. God, You are God Almighty. There is none like You. You created the heavens and the earth by Your outstretched arm. God, we hold our city. God, we hold our school to you. God, we hold our friends, our family. God, we pray that today we would open the doors in Jesus' name, that the chains would be loose. Lord, we thank you that you reign. You reign. You reign supreme. You reign supreme. Come on, he reigns.
just keep your arms reaching out to Jesus tonight.